England are out of the World Cup. Our hopes have come crashing down. Unlike Harry Kane's penalty, which I believe is still orbiting somewhere in the solar system. Today, it's a depressing podcast, but today we discuss where it went wrong for England. Is it game over now for Gareth Southgate? And is there any hope left for England in the future? Roll that intro. So, first things first, welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. We are back with a bang. First things first, can you please like, comment and subscribe? It means a lot to us. It's free to subscribe and you'll be getting weekly football content free of charge. But without further ado, let's get straight into it. Reese, we'll come to you first. Where did it all go wrong for England, in your opinion, against France? Um, I think I think it's just a matter of just a, not enough quality, in my opinion. Um, England share a similar story with a lot of clubs at international and domestic level of they can beat a lot of teams when it comes to the real, I suppose, top six, something like that. They just can't do it. They just can't. Um, whether it's it could be a mental barrier, it could be a tactical barrier, it could be a general just lack of quality barrier. You know, maybe there's not enough winners in the team, something like that, you know, because you look at Giroud, he knows how to find the net and knows how to get a goal when it matters. I think that's just what it is. England just don't have that, regardless of what people think. Just because you've got a bunch of exciting young players doesn't mean you're going to win anything. And that's been proven throughout in football for, for decades. Um, I think that's just... It's just simple as that. They're just not good enough. And that's not a criticism. They're just they're just not. You know, this was probably their best chance to win it with with the way we've seen some of the results go. And they just don't have that in them to get over that line. Jamie, where do you stand on that? Do you agree or disagree? Um, I actually do think we have the quality overall. It's more I don't know, like like we can't say we didn't play that well against France in the game. We definitely had chances to still be in it. Obviously, you mentioned Kane's penalty. They're the sort of, I don't know, it's like the fine margins you get in knockout football. I've seen enough of it at City to know fine margins really do count in these sort of circumstances. So I wouldn't say it was lack of quality because let's be honest, if we actually, let's say Kane scores that penalty we were probably edging it a little bit in the game. I'm not going to say massively because that wouldn't be true, but it's more, we still had a chance to go through that could have gone to penalties and, you know, penalties 50, 50, whatever. And we could have gone through. And then you're looking at us probably as well, second favorites to Argentina and very much the favorites to get to the final. If you're, if you're playing against Morocco, Um, no disrespect to them, by the way, but, that's a favorite, much favorable draw that you'd expect. It's an it's an odd one. Um, I think in the game though, I think Southgate. I know it's in hindsight, but he may have let us down a bit because his first sub didn't come until Giroud scored. So that's really oh, I'm just letting this play out, letting this play, out, and then reacting rather than being proactive, and that could really have sort of cost us. Um, I think he brought on Rashford and Mount at that time. And I think I said to you, I think Mount should come on for Henderson just to 
go for it really like not just sit back because we weren't like we're not a team that's just going to sit back and allow them to have one bit of quality and score which is pretty much exactly what happened um the other thing i wanted to sort of mention was throughout the tournament we only received one booking throughout every game and that was against france it's just what i don't know like like you've obviously seen it a bit of a, a chelsea jordan sort of a nastiness can sort of you know it can win you games and get you through stuff and you saw the argentina um netherlands game argentina got through but that was a that was a team that was like we're winning at all costs it's an if we have to be nasty we're going to be nasty and it can get you through i think england may have just been a bit too i don't know kind in a way just as kind of not i think sometimes the nastiness and the dark arts and football need to be done and i don't think england did that enough especially this tournament yeah i think that's an interesting point that that both you make to be honest i mean from my side like although I agree, maybe a lack of sort of finishing quality in the end, you know, I, I, I stand firmly believe, I firmly believe that we were the better team. Um, and obviously we'll get onto Southgate tactically, but I do, you know, we were the better team on the day, you know, the XG stats support it. Uh, I'll read them off quickly, but you know, England 2.59, France 1.32, you know, I know XG is a, a stat at the end of the day and, and results that ultimately matter. But looking at that, that tells you everything you need to know. We created the better chances. We were on top for for the majority of the game, and it did unfortunately come down to those you know moments of quality, you know, to a many, you know, as we said at the time, Jamie, he, give him a hundred goes of that shot, and I don't think I don't think more than one's going in. So call it luck, call it you know finishing, you know, star quality. I guess you would probably call it, but yeah, fine margins define knockout tournaments, and and. Unfortunately, we were the, I guess, the victims of that. You know, Giroud again. We've said so much about Giroud being overrated. I think, I don't think he's overrated anymore. Sorry, underrated. <laughs> Giroud's been, you know, heavily underrated a lot of his career. I think it's to a point now where he's no longer underrated, but he's finally getting the, the, you know, like Benzema, similar in the last year, finally getting the respect they deserve, um, and that is the star quality. You know, potentially we were lacking. Um, other than that, I just, you know, if you're going to be critical of England, our, our only goal was was a penalty. I, I guess, you know, maybe not creating enough in open play. But even then, you look at the Kane flick over Lloris, quality save from Lloris, the Bellingham volley, incredible save from Lloris again. Um, I don't want to go on too much about the ref because it sounds like an excuse, but we all know the ref was an absolute shambles. Um you know, not just in not just in the penalty decision, but the the little fouls throughout the game. So, all in all, I I think it's extremely disappointing because it just feels like a, a repeat of everything. But I do think there has been a bit of an improvement, and we've outplayed the, the champions of the world at the end of the day, and we've got unlucky. So I'm not as as pessimistic maybe as as some other people. Um, but I think that kind of brings us nicely onto our, our second key point to discuss: Gareth Southgate. Now. We've done a whole podcast separately, you know, before the tournament on our thoughts around Southgate. Some of those opinions might have changed. And and I think more so than ever this before this World Cup, the opinions on Southgate were were truly, truly divided. So, Jamie, we'll start with you. Is it game over for Gareth Southgate, in your opinion? <laughs> 
Yes, it has to be because I think it's a bit different with like club football where you can go again next year. It's a bit, it's just, there's so much of a break between sort of tournaments. Like I'm not including the Nations League, I'm talking the Euros and the World Cup. It is a year and a half away for the Euros in Germany, I believe it is. So it's not too, it's actually a bit shorter than normally, but I think Southgate's had enough goes. Um, And while, like, you can say he has actually done okay, like, he's done fairly well, it's the only problem with it is in sort of cup football, it is really knockout stuff. You're You're a winner or you fail. That's just the sort of way it is. And I do think probably under a better manager, we probably would have seen us win at least one trophy. I'm more aiming towards the Euros game against Italy. But I think after going out in the quarterfinals, Southgate's record against any FIFA ranking top 10 side is it's abysmal. I think he's won, I think it was three he's won. One of them was on penalties and lost eight. Now up the, and um, to the France game. So, it's sort of, oh, yeah, we'll beat Iran, we'll beat Wales. But then we play anyone in that FIFA top 10 rankings. And let's be honest, they're not always the top 10 best sides either with the rankings. And we're still not beating them. So there, that's where I'm a bit like, I, th- I think his time's just got to come up and get someone new in. Who that is, I think we'll probably all have some names maybe, but... It's a bit tough, sort of, to be fair, to pick a new name. But I think after this, it was always going to be his last tournament unless he won it. That's my opinion. But what about you two? Reese, what do you think? He's, he's, he was a bit cryptic about it. I think he'd come out and said, um, you know, he needs a bit of time to sort of sit down, reflect and, and obviously speak with the FA. Do you think he'll step down? Yeah, I mean, I think I think really the FA would want their answer from him pretty soon because they're going to want to start lining up replacements, aren't they? So, you know, there's no point in him waiting about, waiting for a club offer to come along. Um, you know, I think that'd be a bit of a pain in the backside. But I think it's a tough one because I do agree. I think he's taken them as far as he can go. As Jamie said, you know, everyone put all this... We went into the 2018 World Cup with no expectations, and he got him to a semi-final. But people forget the ease of the teams he faced along this way. And this isn't me being critical. It, it's, I think it's more of a fan's problem. Go against Croatia, who we could argue are a top six or a top 10 team, lose. Get to the Euro final, where there's, there is a little bit more expectation going. Lose to Italy, despite us winning a very easy route. You know, people can say Germany or they like that Germany team were on their way out. So that doesn't count. Goes and loses to Italy in that final um, and then he comes into this tournament with no expectations at all and, and plays above expectations so they put all this unnecessary pressure on him you know what more can he do but I only think he could only take this England side so far and he's proven that at two other tournaments he can only take him so far um, it's difficult to see who re- replaces him personally because um, you've got to get it right well I think international level is more suited for coaching than it is managing. That's why Southgate has done so well. 
that's why I think Chris Coleman did so well at Wales. And then when it goes to club level, I think it's just not for them. I know there's rumours of Potichino, which I think might suit him to the ground a bit, because I think he's a very good coach and this might suit him very well. Um, I personally think Steve Cooper's probably the best choice just because of his exploits for the under-17s team. You know, he won the World Cup with them and was a runner-up at the European Championship with them. So I think he's probably the best shout because I think he would coach with those players much better than what Potichino might do. But it's a very strange yeah, situation where, you know, they've got time to figure out a replacement. So there, there is no rush, but, but Southgate should let his plans pretty clear. And I wouldn't be surprised if he already has. Yeah, I think I think for me, I'm genuinely torn on this because for all his critics and all the negativity um, that people have said about Southgate, I do think there is a lot of positives that I don't really think he's been given credit for. I mean, one, one stat is, is just one example. So England from 1968 to 2016 won six knockout games in major tournaments. Like, let that sink in for a minute. And Southgate's won six in, in just four years. So for all this talk of, oh, we're wasting this, we're wasting that, relative to England's history, and, and England have always had a good team, although we're saying, oh, that's a young, exciting team, you know, the golden generation won nothing. And we have to do, to some degree, put it into context of Southgate has absolutely achieved, although we haven't won anything, has done better than other managers for the last, as I said, I mean, the comparison I just gave there was was 48 years versus four years. So you have to put it into perspective and give Southgate some credit for that, even if it is time to step down. Um, Jamie, I, I do, I, I kind of said your point um, before the tournament and it was a weird one because I, I was kind of saying, well, if he doesn't win, <laughs> he's kind of got to step down because he's had enough chances. But that sounds so ridiculous to say that, you know, if he doesn't win a World Cup, he has to, he has to go. But, three three tournaments is enough time to, you know, build the team, develop, progress and, and have a good chance. And to be fair to him, I do think there is progression. I don't think if we met France in that, that, that World Cup final previously, I don't think we would have outplayed them. I don't. Similarly, you know, we go back five, you know, maybe eight, ten years. I don't think we would have got to the Euros final, even in our home country. So, there has been progression and I still firmly believe, you know, we, we, we talk about fine margins, you know, let's say we, we had got through against France. We'd then be talking about being favorites to get into a world cup final, having just outplayed the world champions. So for all the criticisms, I do think Southgate deserves credit. Um, and even, even like playing the back five, you know, Oh, he's so defensive. He's so boring. We were good at the back throughout the tournament and we attacked and scored goals. So I, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. For, for me, in terms of a replacement, now, the, the favourites and the, and the betting odds at the minute are Graham Potter, who's obviously just joined the Chelsea, doesn't really make sense, and Steve Cooper. Now, my take on this is, is don't get rid of Southgate just for the sake of getting rid of him. He's, he's united this group of players more so than we've ever seen in England's history. We've progressed, as I've just said. Don't just get rid of Southgate for a Graham Potter or for a Steve Cooper, because you're basically just getting a same style manager, but, you know, six years behind. For me, the only way we get rid of Southgate is if someone comes in, you know, someone we consider top tier. 
you know, the names that have been thrown out, Luis Enrique, Pochettino, uh, Thomas Tuchel. You know, there's, there's a very elite list of managers that I think are being considered that only for those managers should we just get rid of Southgate. I don't think there's this... this I, I just don't see why we're getting rid of him for a Graham Potter or, or a Steve Cooper or any of those other kind of similar star managers. I personally just think it would be a bit of a waste. Um, in terms of other replacements, is there anyone you guys have sort of thought about that, that I've not mentioned there? Um, I fully agree, by the way, with what you said there. Like, I don't think Cooper's right. Like, it's just going to be the exact same scenario. You've got a manager who's won nothing, really. Like, it's it's just... I, it's yeah, it's possibly going sideways. It's possibly even going backwards. So I do actually disagree with someone like him. And like you said, Potter is just gone to Chelsea. He's not going. Like he would have, if he was going to go for the England job, he wouldn't have moved to Chelsea. He would have just stayed at Brighton and then tried to get it after the World Cup. So that's just out of the question. Um, Obviously, Potch is the favourite at the moment. Um, and then Tuchel's second favourite I'm seeing on Sky Bet. Um, Tuchel, when I was looking at, when I was writing my list down, I did put a rogue one out there. He's not managed for quite a while, but he did win things. And that was, that was Arsene Wenger. He's not like, he's a bit too old for doing the whole managerial stuff. And it was turning ugly at Arsenal. It was someone to put down because I it was just I was struggling to put names down. That was not more. I think he's a he's a great choice, but he's also someone who's won things. He can play good football. He's done it. He's done it throughout pretty much all of his sort of career as a manager. Um, Tuchel, I'm not sure about. Like, I don't know how he would fit in. Like, and what what way we would play. Um, the only other one, and once again, this goes into the, he's not really won, he's not won anything. Well, he's not really won anything. He has won an FA Cup and that's Rogers. He's someone else who has the sort of coaching ability. This is the problem I think we have is the replacement. Um, I'm not saying any of these are great replacements to be perfectly honest. Fans are fickle. You've got to remember, fans are very, very fickle. And they are, yeah. all these names we've thrown out, you know, as I said, Graham Potter, if he came in, everyone would be like, oh, yeah, great. And then as soon as things go badly, oh, well, he's never won anything, so why we got him in? Steve Cooper, it'll be a similar concept. You know, even the even the kind of dream appointments <laughs> that we jokingly said, like, Joe, you know, around about Jose Mourinho or something like that. Like, although he's a proven winner, after a few games of defensive tactics, what would happen? All the fans would start crying and going, oh, he's he's so boring, it's so defensive, just like they did with Southgate. So <laughs> there's such a select list of people that everyone would genuinely be happy for to replace Southgate. I don't think anyone's going to be happy. <laughs> like, yeah, not everyone's going to be happy. You can't please everyone. That is true. And like, even with Southgate, we've had different opinions on it. But... It, it's just such a tough sort of one. I I think you need to go for someone who has won some, something, at least. We've tried um, that before, though. No, Capello we have. We have Don but... Revy didn't work. Bobby Robson didn't work. Terry Venables hasn't worked. Sven-Goran Eriksson hasn't worked. You know, 
I, like I said, international football is better suited to coaching than it is managing. Potter is a coach. He's not a manager. Steve Cooper is a coach. He's not a manager. Um, Steve Cooper had won the Under-17 World Cup. That's a great achievement. A lot of them players were with him then. That could work. Um, I think Potter's work at Ostersons is testament to how you can coach. He won something with Ostersons and made them into probably one of the top four teams in Sweden at the time. People might scoff at that, but that's a very hard thing to achieve. He made Brighton a solid top Premier League team in his time here, you know, and he, yes, he might have to prove himself at Chelsea to show he really is the real deal. But I just think just because a manager's got something, it's different. They're not working in a market where they can sign players. Problem number one, you know, they're stuck with a certain type of player as well. You know, if he's not got a left back, he's got to find the left back within a certain pool of players. So it's very difficult for coaches to go out there and try, you know, or managers rather, you know, to try and go and do it. Wenger could be a very outside option because he's proven he can work without having to use a transfer market. Um, but it, that's, that's the thing is don't just let him go for the sake of letting him go. You know, you have to know that your replacement is a better replacement. Yeah, agreed. And and maybe one to, one more name to throw out there. Zidane, you know, proven winner. Bit, bit of a weird mix, you know. Frenchman managing the English squad, I don't know, but again, he's he's available. He's he's a proven winner, so I think that could be quite an interesting one. Um, but I guess to to kind of come on to our final topic of debate, um, pretty bluntly, is there any hope left for England? Because as as we've said, for for good or for bad, you know, we we lost to Croatia, a team we should have beat to bottle a World Cup final. We bottled the final of the Euros on pens. And maybe you could say, if you're being pessimistic, we, we bottled it against France as well. Is there any positivity or hope left for this England squad moving forward? Or should we just resign our fact this, ourselves to the fact that it's never coming home? Um, well, I think the ball did come home from Kane's penalty, but <laughs> that's another matter. Um, in terms of, no, it's not, because I think the Euros is something we could definitely target to win. Like, really, I'm looking at the teams in Europe. The only one that you, I don't know, fear in a, in some sort of way is France. I don't, I don't, I don't think Spain are that good. They're just, they can keep the ball for tons of it. I just don't think they're that great at scoring, even though they won 7-0 against Costa Rica, Germany. I think Germany are going to come back with a bit of a bang, but like, I don't know if that's going to be in Germany for the Euros. The home support might help them, but then I'm looking at the rest. I'm thinking Italy, like, well, they they want they're the holders, but they also didn't get to the World Cup because they got knocked out by North Macedonia. They, it's just sort of like. I don't see anyone that I'm actually up fearing. So I do feel like we should be aiming to win that tournament, really. So no, I don't think so. And I think with the a few more years under some of the some of the teams like Bellingham, Foden, Saka, you can name some others who all get a bit more experience. A few of the players like Bellingham will probably be moving to either a Premier League team or a top top Spanish team if you go off the reports 
you've got things like that going on and I think that can help them progress their career so I think we could we could be a bit we could even be a bit better for this and some of them may have won even more hopefully just all the city players no offense but that's what I've got to hope for um that's so no I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's hopeless we should give up <laughs> uh, yeah I'd agree with that to be fair I, I'm a little bit more optimistic obviously it's short-term pain hopefully hopefully long-term gain but some of the players you mentioned there you've got to again you've got to put things into perspective I'm just going to read off a few ages of some of the best England players right you've got Bellingham who at 19 he is looks an absolute leader even what you saw um, you know him coming up to Kane after he missed the pen when all the other players ran off like little things like that you know, he, he he's nineteen. You know, he he could still be he could still be peaking for the next ten years. Like that's how ridiculous it is. You know, you've got Saka who was outstanding, twenty one, Foden twenty two, Gallagher twenty two, Sancho twenty two, Reese James twenty three, Rice twenty three, Mount twenty three, Ramsdale twenty four, Chilwell twenty five, Rashford twenty five. Like that is absolutely insane. So we've got such a young group of players there who are all pretty experienced already. You know, you've got Premier League winners in there. You've got Champions League winners in there. There's so much talent there. I do think whether it's Southgate or whether it's, you know, Tuchel or, or Zidane or whoever it ends up being, I do think the Euros definitely we should be eyeing up as, as sort of joint favourites. And even beyond that, I do think there's a lot of hope left for this England side. Reese, where do you stand? No, I'd agree. There's no point being so negative about it. Like football goes in very sort of cyclical sort of structures. You know, if you look at that Spain team that dominated about 10 years ago, everyone saw, you know, you saw it coming, if that makes sense. You could see how Barcelona were developing as a club, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Then we saw, you know, Germany winning the World Cup 2014 was no real shock by the way they'd restructured everything. We, we've got all the structure in place, you know, we just got to keep ensuring we grow. Make sure that our players are playing for the best teams in the country, first of all, or or best teams in the world. You know, making sure that we've got not too many players in one position, which is, I think, is a big issue at the moment. Um, you know, I don't even think who comes after Harry Kane is an issue because we can score from all over the pitch. So I don't think it's a big issue. You know, we just need to hope that other countries around us do not rapidly develop their own systems. I don't see Germany at the moment being the team they were six, seven years ago because their league structure, I don't really think allows it. So I think they're promoting too many average players, too many average coaches. We need to make sure to not fall foul of that. The Spanish team, I don't think is is particularly great. The Italian team and the French team seem to have this habit of doing really well and then collapsing entirely. You know, the Croatian team, by the looks of it, they're all going to play until their 60s, 70s anyway. So it's completely different for them. I just think if we keep on this course with the players we've got, I think they'll be fine. We just need to hope that there aren't other teams enjoying a bit of a nice purple patch themselves to avoid complete, you know, to compl- to avoid more misery. But it'll be completely fine. Like We're in a better position than most countries are at this moment in time. And if Kangaroo scored that penalty, who, who knows? You know, if, you know, if South Korea scored that penalty in the Euro final, who knows? It's at the moment. It's very much who knows with England. At least it's not we were rubbish. It's a genuine who knows. Which you know maybe we aren't just good enough. Well, there you go. We will end that on a positive note. 
we are very optimistic for the future. Are you? That is the question. As always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Thank you.